Hi there, Marcos here. I will be cutting this and future episodes in two until further noticed. They will be posted on a Tuesday to Thursday schedule until there is a notice of change. Observing the analytics, this is both best for the listeners and myself, the editor, Marcos. Okay, back to the show. Nowadays, life is intertwined with technology. Let's figure it out. Welcome to Life, Tech, and Sundry. Welcome to Life, Tech, and Sundry. Today, uh, we are two individuals here in the podcast, Alan and I. Uh, we will be um, talking this, this episode today. Alan, good evening. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Thank you, Marcos, for having me back on the show. Uh, like always, pleasure and an honor. Uh, again, thank you, everyone, for listening. Okay, so first things first, um, you know, uh, as of this recording, it's been a day since uh, 9-11, right? It's been 19 years. Yeah, it has 19 years since that faithful morning on September 11th. Um, did you uh, do anything, uh, go to a memorial or do anything special that day to commemorate that the tragedy? Well, for, well, for me, it, uh, the, the, the memorial was in front of my building where I, I work at. Okay. Um, I was helping my boss for uh, the store at the courthouse, but there was a ceremony going on. Okay. Uh, bagpipes, everything. A lot of people uh, separated and wearing masks, but still having a ceremony. And right. it, it was, there was, you know, a lot of people, uh, they put up, um, I want to say like a, like a, a thing with names. What's the name of those things of people that were, that died? A commem- um, commemoration table. Okay. So they had like a table full of uh, the names of the people that died that day. From this area. Yeah. Oh, from the area where. Yeah. You're working. Okay. Yeah, like a uh, residents from uh where we live okay. that used to go and work over there. An example um that I know that's been around for years, right? Is where the Kensico Dam is in Valhalla. There's a fountain, I think a big piece of metal, all the Oh uh, yeah, a piece of artwork that was uh donated and done uh by I think a local artist and uh it was a commemoration for the victims that that um obviously passed away in that horrific um, terrorist attack. And uh, yeah, I think the names are etched into the... Uh, like, is it stone or is it marble or it, it's some sort of material? But it, I know it's etched, like you said, uh, as a commemoration for the, the victims of that tragedy. Yes. And um, that, as for me, uh, I really didn't go to any of them. Uh, I was actually unfortunately working fortunately not fortunately working but um uh yeah no along along the way where i was uh driving along yeah. i did i i did catch a glimpse of a couple of commemorate commemoration uh services that they were having around uh the westchester area so uh yeah no i mean a lot a lot of people still are not as they should 
keeping that memory alive of the people that lost their lives in that tragedy. And um, yeah, no, I mean, it, it it's one of those things that it, it was tough 19 years ago. And even today, I mean, we still have people suffering uh, the after effects of, of the terrorist attack. And at least for me, I don't know anyone personally that died in the Twin Towers or on the planes or anything like that. But uh, I do have, or when I was in school, and this happened 19 years ago, I was actually in middle school when it happened. And uh, I do remember having a few classmates that they had loved ones or people that they knew uh, that lost their lives. And it, it was a sad situation. Everyone was um, was asked to go to the auditorium, sit down, that they had something very important to talk to us about, explain, and uh, basically um, counselors were ready at, um, at, at that situation at that moment to try to help at least comfort the people that were you know, not mentally or emotionally ready and who is emotionally or mentally ready for anything like that, right? No, no, no one, one is. No one is. But they were on standby to try to help in any way they could. So uh, everybody appreciated that. But yeah, no, it, it it was horrific. I mean, I think it's one of those things that happens in life that you knew or you know where you were, what you were doing that instant when that tragedy happened. And uh, for me, it was middle school. It was middle school. And I, I remember it was early in the morning. I think we were in second, third period. And all of a sudden, you know, the announcement came on, like teachers were like kind of pale. They were like, almost like, oh man, something crazy happened. But they try to keep their cool. Like uh, kids. They were professional. Yeah, they try to keep it as professional as possible. And uh, kids, you know, stand up. We're going to go to the auditorium. There's something important um, the principal wants to share with us. And um, yeah, made our way down to the auditorium and they sat us down. And uh, I'm pretty sure there was a couple of people that kind of kind of knew and I'm guessing it was more so the people that had loved ones or family members that were at the Twin Towers or they knew that they worked around the area. And no, yeah, it was it was one of those things that was really impactful, very powerful and tragic. And um, yeah, no, my heart goes out to everyone that, that actually had that negative. Uh, that had to go through that. That had to go through yeah. that horrible situation. And uh, again, I mean... For those New York bravest and New York's finest police officers and the firefighters. the firefighters that, you know, braved the situation and were on standby, they had to live through that and see. And to a certain extent, we're helpless in the situation because they, I mean, who, who, who trains for that? Nobody, nobody. You're, you're, yeah. You're looking at some of the tallest buildings known to man in that time period and for them to try to get up there and try to save someone like that that's difficult man the the building was not only like crashed into by a plane but it was on fire and yeah. you know at some point those buildings they just fell apart yeah. they fell apart and they came crashing down i mean it's really sad it it, it it's a tough it was a tough uh, sight to see and uh, uh, as my for my experience, I was in in elementary school, and I think in fourth fourth grade, fourth grade, like you were saying, um, we were in the middle of class, and uh, uh, another teacher went up to our 
to our teacher and told her something and she went pale. I was like, I would sit in the front because you know, I would have the visual impairment. Right. And um, uh, as an adult, I still find it difficult to see facial expressions, but that one stayed with me. One of the many that stayed with me. She, she was like a serious person, a firm, a firm lady. And uh, when she saw that, she, you know, how people make those expressions of, <gasps> and right. looked at the, cr- at the crowd, aka the students, and then became, I want to say stone faced, but um, like the British say, they became turned into a stiff upper lip and said, uh, and we were also told to go to the auditorium in our elementary school, okay. which was the auditorium and the right. library. Right. But many thought, um, now in hindsight, where we're thinking that that was the safest place for the students would be because it was in the middle of the build, of the school and it was kind of protected and it could give an announcement to everyone, like you were saying. And they told us, I didn't see the counselors, but I did see the um, the people like, we're going to be here until further notice. And we had a... Um, we didn't leave school early. Did you leave school early that, that day? Uh, if memory serves, I do believe class was cut early. Our school was uh, ended earlier than usual. And uh, again, I you know, vaguely uh, remember that uh, everyone's parents were, were called and notified that school was going to end early. And I did we did end up going home early, everyone in school. And um, that whole day was just that same image over and over again on the, on the news, TV. Yeah. yeah. And um, again, it was tough to watch. I mean, and there was a point where if you saw it once, I think that was more than enough. That was more than enough of a shock for you to see something that, you know, I guess for a lot of us Americans and I think more so if you're a New Yorker, um, it, it instilled a lot of pride, a lot of joy, a lot of, you know, this is, you know, the empire state. This is, you know, America. This is, you know, uh, the pinnacle of what we can, I guess you can say, a representation, an embodiment of what America is, what it stands for, freedom, economy, uh, capitalism, democracy. A lot of these connotations, a lot of these things that you attribute to what America is and for someone, you know, to come in and destroy that, that, that was hard to watch. That was hard. I mean, a lot of people really, um, me included, had a tough time, you know, seeing that and trying to, you know, move or grow through that or try to, try to make sense of everything. And I mean... Till this day, it's pretty hard because those are the things that, you know, stick to you. Obviously, as a human being, you try to be as positive as possible and you try to work through those type of things yeah. and, and try to see uh, at least some sort of good that could possibly come out of that, uh, whether it be a person that, you know, through that situation could make a difference in someone else's life because of that. Uh, I mean, it's, again, it's almost impossible, but I mean... I think, like many things, uh, America, New York, bounced back to a certain extent from that, and uh, with all the faults and you know situations, negative situations that arose from that tragedy. Uh, I mean, it's 2020, and 
know, we're hoping that New York pushes through and works through those situations that, again, that tragedy happened 19 years ago. Uh, we're in 2020. We're going through a pandemic now. Uh, a lot know, of fires in California. California, or Oregon, right? All those places. It, yeah. There's a lot of negative situations that are that this, the the country is going through, and one would hope that America has that foresight and that that grit, yeah, to fight through and push through, and really show not only the world but m- more so ourselves as a country that obstacles will be in our way and this is this won't be the first one and it won't be the last but if you know if we put our heads together and we can really come to a consensus or an agreement to put our differences aside we can definitely uh prevail persevere and you know do what we know how to do best which is you know succeed and always so i mean that that's as far as i can i guess explain and come to grips with the situation at hand and what happened on 19 years ago and what's happening today uh try to look for solutions instead of talking just about problems i think that's a way that i try to work through the situations that you know we're we're going through as a society as a community as an individual and um that that's how i'm trying to you know work through it what about you marcos well personally um like uh i agree with a lot of the things you say and like you were saying pointing fingers of uh blaming passing passing the shift uh it's easy it's it's very easy to try to find uh guilt uh and it's rightfully so may that be with this pandemic the wildfires or or even the nine the nine eleven event 19 years ago things uh the end of the day is that that i'm trying to say is that things are going to happen good or bad the only thing is that we try to learn from them and survive them many of the things we don't have control over let's just try to live our best life and be as respectful to other people and um overcome them come up with solutions and try to thrive as an individual as a as a society and as a species because we're not the only ones on this on this planet there's whales there's other mammals uh there's other things and you know the the name of the game on this planet is to survive we we don't control it but we do affect it ironically right we 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 affect other other species may they be again whales or 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 the other one the animals that are burning up what about all those in the wildfire, in the in the fires, uh, right now firefighters are dedicating themselves to saving lives. They can't fight the fires at the moment, so they're they're trying to survive whatever is coming. The the firestorm they're calling it. So what I'm trying to say is like you know let's just be be um not be ready. We can be ready, but some things you can't be you can't be ready for. It's just that you have to take it, take it with uh, wherever it hits you and keep moving forward. That's what I'm trying to say. And, um, you know, practice, train all, all that you can with the discipline, but always have a, a positive outlook. Because um, nowadays, many, many generations, though, since 2001, have no idea, like the 18-year-olds that are now 18-year-old um, voting individuals, 
weren't were born in 2002, right? Many um, um, Generation Z, or what are they, are they called? Z, Generation Z. They're 18. I do believe you're correct, sir. Yes. They're, they're technically from 1996 towards now, but they're, uh, they're, if they're turning 18 just now, aka leaving high school, they were born in 2002. So whatever happened in September of 2001, many of them or, or some of them have no idea what happened during the 90s, which in itself, ha- something happened big as well, right? The And in the 80s. So uh, there's many people uh, like us, like me, have memes about it. And sometimes we lived it, we lived it through it. But um, the only thing that I'm trying to say and to impart all to our listeners is that, you know, let's let's try to get along and we might differ in ideas but let's get along and try to improve ourselves that's all i'm trying to say improve ourselves get along and try to survive whatever this wacky world you know throws at us yeah definitely i i definitely agree with you on that um marcos uh yeah i mean and we i guess if i can share this with you on the listeners we do apologize to try to that we threw such a gloomy uh i guess you can say uh beginning to our podcast our intention isn't to make you feel uh sad or or helpless uh quite the opposite we're trying to help you uh, i guess you can say uh share the past experiences that uh myself marcos and other the other people that that are going to join us maybe later tonight uh, on or the podcast, on the next or the next podcast, yeah. right? Uh, what the experiences we've gone through, and hopefully, uh, maybe the things that we've gone through uh, can serve as a lesson or or some sort of experience without you actually going through it. And I totally understand a lot of people that are Gen Zers probably won't understand or get uh, in, in in totality the the gravity of the situation that was 19 years ago that was 9-11 and i don't i'm not gonna i guess it's not their fault they were born in right right year. i'm not gonna yeah. I, I don't expect them to understand wholeheartedly what yeah. went down and uh you know that's not our it's not our place nor is it our intention our intention is to share with you what we went through to impart and, our knowledge right and hopefully that could serve as some sort of um help or hope uh, in the situation that we're going and currently going through, which is uh, this coronavirus thing that we're going through. And uh, again, uh, our only objective here is to impart and share our experiences. And hopefully that will help you guys uh, in any way, shape or form that may be, help you, you know, get through it, cheer up. And again, we apologize if it sounds a little gloomy, but, you know, uh, Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll let's learn and move yeah, forward. We'll definitely adapt and overcome. Right, right. If we can def if we can, you know, better the situation one person at a time, I'm I'm all for it. Yes, I agree. One hundred percent. And uh to switch the topics a little bit, yeah. try to <laughs> change the tune tone of this actual uh podcast episode. Um uh, we like to thank all you listeners out there that have been actually listening to Thanks, the podcast. Guys. Yeah, thank definitely. You. We've been seeing uh, our analytics lately, and it's going up. And we like to thank all of you listening. Uh, we do have it in the show notes 
a link for questions, comments, and concerns. Messages. And messages. If you guys want to actually, you know, hit us up, write a message, or share something, say something. Tweet us on 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 Twitter. We have a Twitter account as well. All right. Yeah, that's all going to be down in the show notes down below. Yes. Uh, you know, and let us know what's going on, what you think, if there's anything that you would like us to comment about or maybe have a segment on the podcast that you want us to share or look into or uh, leave a message i'm gonna uh, or an email i'm gonna also put in the uh our email address we also have a gmail account i'll I'll post it as well all you listeners have anything to say uh we're willing to listen and make a con- make a make a podcast about it hopefully uh right we can Q&A. respond to the yeah. q a maybe we'll have a q a episode a reddit uh thread we'll probably i'll probably put up a reddit um i have a reddit account you i do you have a reddit account uh, I use it to read, but I don't yeah. actually uh, actually write. <laughs> we could probably post something, create a, a Reddit. A, uh, I'm going to create a Reddit <laughs> thread, like, you know, r slash uh, life tech and sundry and uh, anything. May that be whatever you feel like it inspires you to post. It'll be there. I'll put it on the show notes as well. Definitely. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea, Marcos. So again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Um, we do appreciate uh, the the time that you actually invest and take time to listen to our podcast. Um, and definitely if you have anything to ask us or if there's a segment or a topic that you want us to tackle, uh, please let us know in, in the show notes and the comment section down below. And um, yeah, again, you know, we dabble in economics, uh, food, anime. <laughs> We also Definitely. do a lot of anime. A lot of tech. If it wasn't for the microphones, life. Alan and I, and even Mr. J or Josue, would be um talking about this on the daily via text messages. No, definitely. Uh, to to be quite honest, uh, everyone that listen that's listening, uh, this is simply an extension of our actual uh talks that we have on our on phones <laughs> on our cell phones. Literally, like three hours one time, we were like from nine to eleven. Like, oh damn, on the Friday, like. And usually, I mean, uh, before the coronavirus, when we used to hang out, we would literally go out and uh, we we did have, um, when we started our our YouTube channel, it was literally just food. We yes. would go out, we would buy food and- Meme, talk about <laughs> anime. We would just chow down and give the food a, a rating, uh, take you to the places we actually go. And, I'll put uh, the link. We still have yeah, yeah. The, the playlist for that. So, all right. I mean, again, guys, don't don't expect anything grandiose or anything uh, super complicated. It's just us having fun, having fun, fooling around with uh with the YouTube um channel and uh and yeah, and hopefully, if you guys like it and you want us to keep doing something like that or uh bring that back, uh definitely let us down uh let us know down in the show notes, um. You can write comments on those videos. You know, I'll be checking on them. (laughs) Hi there, Marcos here. I'm just interrupting again the podcast because I want to let all you listeners know that there is a link in the show notes for you to leave a voice message. I'll be as proactive as I can. I'll get to them as quickly as possible and answer them in the show or put them as a subject in the podcast once again there is a link in the show notes of this podcast for all you listeners to leave a message thank you for your time 
and back to the show. Yeah. Um, so if for those that don't know, uh, Marcos is the one man band. He is not only the editor, he is a multi-talented individual. Thanks. <laughs> no, you are, brother. I, I mean, I, kudos to you, bro. Because there's a lot of things, technical things and practical things that you, you know, I mean, for those that know people that are book smart, uh, I would say that Marcos is not only book smart, but super savvy when it comes to tech stuff and other things that I'm, personally me, I have no clue about. Uh, and that's, that's why I like to share and, and hang out with Marcos, not because he like, not because he's smart in one thing or book smart, but he's multifaceted. And I really enjoy hanging out with Marcos and same thing with, uh, Josue. And, uh, a lot of our guests are people that we personally know. And, um, also if you guys ha are interested in, um, getting to know more about the people that we're gonna, you know, introduce in the podcast, please let us know down in the uh, show notes in the comment section. Email us, anything oh, like that. Email us, Tw definitely. Tweet us. Right, right. And uh, again, if there's a topic that you guys want us to tackle, please let us know. Um, and again, thank you so much for, for showing us that love. You know, we really appreciate it. Uh, please share the podcast with other people that might find this interesting. And uh, just to switch up, uh, switch gears a little bit. We are switching. <laughs> We're turning left on this highway. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So, oh, I, I did want to share with you, um, uh, Marcos, uh, the, I guess you can say a little bit of um, food news. Okay. You already know I'm down. <laughs> right. So, uh, for those that don't know, uh, I, I, I did go to culinary school. I graduated and... Um, and I, I, I wouldn't call myself. Uh, he's a chef. Let's just say he's a full-on <laughs> chef. Okay. But I don't like calling myself a foodie. Well, I do. And I don't like. Okay. <laughs> I don't like. Uh, I don't. I don't like titles. I'll be honest. I don't like titles. But what I do like is sharing uh, food and breaking bread with other people. And uh, I was actually thinking, uh, maybe uh, now that a lot of uh, restaurants are opening back up, that uh, we should start maybe down down uh the road maybe in a couple of weeks if you want we could start uh ordering food or buying food and supporting our local businesses uh like the bon me shop and yeah, uh yeah. the italian pavilion pizzeria and um definitely you know breaking bread and um sharing a, a bit of the the food knowledge that we have uh with our listeners and letting them know uh you know <laughs> that this food is amazing <laughs> food is just you know it's i feel like it's the universal unifier besides a lot of people consider like alcohol beverages to be like the thing that that like lulls you down like um like uh opens you up i feel like food is the one without having to uh dull your senses to see the person in their most humble way like nobody's gonna look fancy eating i mean even though people have different methods with the fork or salad whatever right. you're still gonna be open up and opening up your mouth and chewing your food right no and, and those moments that's when i feel like right yes. and no and definitely uh to your point food and drink are great icebreakers ah, and definitely they they actually you know convey uh emotion culture to to other people that maybe don't know about your culture again it, it there's very uh, there's a lot of nuance you know 
things going on with food where you pick up on things that you're like, oh, wow, this is interesting. I, you know, I would have never guessed or thought that this ingredient was specific to, you know, your region or X, Y, Z. And um, uh, I mean, definitely, we're not going to go into depth with all of it because uh, <laughs> podcast would probably go on for oh, quite a while. A while. <laughs> and uh, but for the most part, uh, we do want to share uh, or at least I think it would be a good idea if us as a as a group um figure out when we can meet up and uh, uh go and buy some food and you're gonna hear us in the pod on the podcast just chewing just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe we can record ourselves uh doing a little bit of uh, oh that that reminds me yeah we did do a po- uh, uh some a playlist uh of uh us opening up some technology some tech gear that you know you've been we've been talking about i don't think in a podcast but just right right the squad yeah we we've we've been fiddling a little bit with uh with youtube again and uh on I'll top put, of the i'll put that on the pl- on the show notes <laughs> right everything that we talked about show notes thank you thank you marcos again shout out to marcos he he's an amazing person um yeah we've been fiddling around or throwing some ideas uh around and recording ourselves doing uh tech reviews uh food review in the past and um we definitely want to share that with you guys uh again we're not professionals this is our first time and you know we're just trying our best and having fun while doing it and uh, we hope that you guys can have fun with us while you see us uh you know not only breaking bread but ripping boxes open <laughs> basically <laughs> and, and not uh, like it's not like it's christmas but still you know in this world <laughs> definitely any any days which should be christmas we deserve <laughs> do we i feel like we deserve that yeah uh, I think everyone deserves to be happy. Uh, again, uh, you know, yes, and I if agree. and if uh, opening boxes and doing tech reviews it makes you happy, or eating food and sharing food with friends and family makes you happy, I think that's something great and that we can share with uh, not only our in um, between ourselves, but with uh, our community and the people that are listening to us. Yeah. And um, uh, another thing that I did did want to share with you, um, as far as uh. At, over here close by uh the studio that we're recording in um tesla is about to open up uh their in new, in new york yeah right down the down the i, I don't want to say down the block, down the block. <laughs> but over in uh, greenberg <gasps> they're opening up a tesla uh a, no a, a show floor okay and um they're gonna start selling teslas over there and i think that's awesome bro i and again you i the think tech? i've told yeah i think i've told you before me personally, I want to buy a Tesla. I want to buy a, like a Model X. Or a truck. Cyber truck. I, I want to try the truck. Thing. Now, yeah. if, I mean, again, I'm not, you know, <laughs> I'm not made of money. I don't have a money tree out in the backyard. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> Wish we did. But <laughs> I think if I were to make a purchase, um, and, you know, I saved all my pennies. <laughs> that would you probably, did you did to open the box video on the on well again yeah but that i think it's two different price ranges right true, there a true. car and a phone two different price ranges true and um no but i think definitely if i were to save up all my pennies and uh you know sell some stuff on ebay i would definitely want to well um, do that i'll put it on the show notes <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things are gonna go in the show notes okay guys <laughs> all right that sounds great so yeah definitely guys um uh, one of those things that i'll share not only with marcos but our listeners here um yeah one of those purchases that i want to do you know sooner than later is that tesla 
whether it be the the Model X, Cybertruck, I don't know, Model Y. But I do want to yeah. purchase a, a Tesla vehicle. And um, that's a good dream. Yeah, Still yeah, back. definitely. And uh, I'll definitely keep you posted. Uh, they're still under construction. Don't, the reason we know it's a Tesla because it has a big, bold letters out in the front that say Tesla. <laughs> and it looks so grandiose and so big and so you like. You know that marketing. Yeah, bro. Yeah. They're great at that. Um, they got to be. <laughs> definitely. So it's the sell car. And fortunately yes. enough, I think we talked about this last uh, podcast that um, Tesla did a, a stock split. I think it was a five five to one stock split. What if does I'm not that mistaken. mean? What does stock splitting mean? So basically, the the stock or the equivalent of one stock gets split into five. So if you were holding, you know, two, uh, or one stock of it's worth one share. I'm is sorry. It, is it worth a fifth after that? One share of a Tesla, it gets split into five. So it essentially becomes one fifth. The yeah. So is that bad or good in your opinion? Uh it really doesn't make any bit of difference, to oh. be honest. To a certain extent, um, you could say that uh, a way businesses make money yeah. is two ways. They either buy back shares, so they buy back shares of their own stock to show that you know that they're 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 investing in themselves. I guess you can say, mm-hmm. just like one would invest in themselves by buying a book, reading the book, and making themselves more profitable. Of course, yeah, right. And in companies that are in the stock market, uh, will buy buy back their stocks in order for them to uh, show the market that they're being, you know, they're investing in themselves. Uh, another way that they they can, I mean, it doesn't sound really positive, but uh, to manipulate their 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 shares, their worth more or less, <laughs> right? Yeah. They would do a stock split, which means that they've reached a certain goal. And um, to make themselves a little bit more accessible to more people, they'll break the shares or they'll split the shares. And in this case, I think, again, don't quote me on this, but I do believe that it was a five to one stock split uh, for Tesla. So the price of the stock split or the price of the shares now are less than what they were in their all-time highs. Yeah. So yeah. I, technically, that's if I'm not right. Mistaken. So if it was like a thousand five hundred dollars or seven hundred dollars, a thousand seven hundred dollars, the price of a share now that the stock split happened would be less, like in the realm of maybe seven hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars. So it's Damn. less than a thousand dollars. Yeah. That's the point. It's more accessible for people to actually buy those shares, and essentially be in Tesla or own a piece of tesla own, own a piece yeah right so think about it that way you're not buying a piece of paper you're not buying anything like that like uh, a lot of people probably have that uh that notion of oh well you know it's just a piece of paper no when you're buying a stock you're buying into a business you're owning that piece of or a piece of that business and it's really uh, i guess you can say to me at least i think it's really whimsical that way that you're part owner uh, of that company and, and why do i look at it that way because you're you're buying into the story you're buying into the whole dream and goal that that company is setting for themselves the image yeah that it's right yeah so they have projected um you know goals uh of what and where they want to be in here to from now to next year here in five years or in 10 years and to be quite honest it's like 
I really enjoy the story of Tesla. I think that they're going to go places. I mean, besides the cars, I think that they're well positioned where, yeah, you're going to see a dip in the market and you're going to see, you know, people short the stock or the, yeah, the Tesla stock yeah. um, or technology stocks. And we've been seeing this, uh, I guess this, this last week, we've been seeing people just, you know, selling off all their short-term uh, shares of different technology companies uh, like Apple, like Tesla, like Microsoft, um, and, like uh, Google. The perceived image, it's, I wouldn't say clout, that it comes with it, like money, my, like their, the money flow that comes from investment gives other investors the confidence or the uh, uh, discomfort, uncertainty to invest in them even more. It's like a self- that's itself, um, like Ouroboros. Oh, the more they invest, more people want to invest on it. The less people invest on it, the less people believe it's its image that like it, you, it grows less. Like maybe I guess you can explain this with like the the perception of value. There you go. That's what I want to say. But uh, I mean, even with the perception of value, um, we as individuals need to understand that the stock market is is solely different and. Uh, apart from the actual economy, those two things don't correlate. At least right now, they don't correlate. Yeah, I thought they did honestly. And, and that's uh, that's a uh, you know that's something that a lot of people uh, sometimes they understand or don't understand is that you know as a country right now, mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that are you know uh, claiming unemployment. They're not working. They're not able to work because a place of employment are closed. And for some, that place of employment will never open up again. Yeah. And um, for the stock market to be doing so well, it, it really goes to show you how or separated. Yeah, they are. yeah, how separated. But it goes to show you or shows you or lets you know that there's something or someone manipulating. And uh, I, I, I mean, if memory serves, I want to cite a couple of, of places that you know, like Bloomberg or Reuters, um, Market Watch, like all these publications where you read and see that uh, there's a term that's called a whale. So in the market, there's people that are, or companies um, or firms that could be labeled as whales where they have, yeah, they're labeled as whales because they have X amount of billions of dollars and they buy not only shares, but options and, op and call options for companies where they basically double dip or gamble. <laughs> the double dipping, yeah. yeah. Right, that's so if they sell or buy or they short a stock, it makes the stock, they, they buy into the stock, which makes the price go up, all the way up as much as they can. And then they sell it when they made enough of a profit. Yeah. And then people that aren't as heavy or cash heavy as them or didn't buy enough stock Get, get left with the bags they're holding the bags in their hands and then they're like oh man i just invested you know imagine buying a share of tesla at at, at its peak at like a thousand seven hundred and then it splits it, oh no no not splits but the stock price goes down and it goes down 40 points and now you're and this is you lost money yeah you lost money so it, for a lot of people that's like obviously the whale manipulated the market mm-hmm <laughs> So a lot of people got stuck with uh, the the bags in their hands, and they're like, "Oh man, 
what am I going to do? And this is one of those things where you start learning that uh, if you have the stomach for volatility, are you willing to invest your money and understand that the stock market is volatile? It's not really at the moment connected or in correlation to the economy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. if you're going to be a long-term investor, that you're going to buy and hold, and you're hoping that that even with the volatility at you know from here to five years or ten years, you're going to see profit. It's just the it's just the you know if you have the stomach to see your investment go down forty points oh, or go up forty points. That's stressful. On it's its stressful. Own. It's yeah, it's especially for people that um are heavily invested in companies and you know are really shooting. I mean, now don't get me wrong. There's people that that swing trade, day trade. Uh, do you know they trade options and um people that are long-term investors or short-term investors and then you'll have people that are um uh dividend investors and uh, the dividend investor will buy shares buy and hold and allocate money to the stocks or the shares that of companies that they done their homework on and understand that even during a volatile market they're they're hoping that the shares that they bought from the companies that they studied about are going to do great or maybe not great, but will do better than the overall market where that actual company is paying you, the shareholder, a dividend part of the actual profit. Like check savings account, like the high interest savings account, I think, isn't it? Those, those are the kind of an example that I, okay. You shared with me. Right. So a high yield savings account, Basically, is a savings account that basically is correlated or uh, traded or backed. I can you can say by the stock market. So you're getting, but the bank does all the money moves. You are just putting in the money, well, it, and it's just an example. The yeah, bank yeah. basically takes your money and uses it to lend out to other people. Mm-hmm. Not that it's going to be lend out to the stock market. It more so it gets lend out to people, but because it's a high yield savings account. It it gets lent out in such a way where you earn a bigger percentage of uh, a dividend, or uh, how would you call it? You get paid back get paid interest back more, yeah, interest, interest a larger amount of interest in order for you to, you know, make money on the money that's sitting there. So in a way, the money's working for you. Yes, but because um, right now interest rates are at all time lows, basically zero. Uh, you're going to find it hard to get a good interest rate on that high yield savings account. So what's a way that you can actually make your money work for you? And, uh, you know, not that you're going to be in a safe situation, but you want the money to work for you. So that money just doesn't sit in an account collecting dust or in your couch or under your, under your mattress yeah, yeah. collecting dust there's a, right there's, there's a reason why they, there's a stereotype right and there's people that do that i mean they don't trust the bank and i totally understand i get it i'm not one to trust any any company <laughs> in, in all Tesla, honesty though, yeah like i mean again you have fdic insurance um where your money is insured up to i think what is it uh 25 uh two hundred fifty thousand dollars or something like that quarter million a quarter of a million, I guess. Uh, please again, yeah. don't don't beat me up in the comments. Yeah, section. these are just these uh, are just again. Like, I, I don't remember. I haven't checked. Spot. Yeah, uh, I don't remember more more so that I don't remember. Um, but it, 
people have that tendency not to trust it, uh, trust the banking system. So what they do is that they save their money underneath the mattress and hold it for as long as they can. And I mean, okay, yeah, you have quick access to your money. If you're disciplined enough, you'll save that money and hopefully uh, use it for something good. But again, understand that that money is sitting there essentially losing value. With inflation, eventually... Yeah, that dollar is that not the same worth. When you put it away, yeah. Right. You got a point there. Where yeah. to try to beat inflation, a lot of people go to the stock market in order for them to actually beat inflation and see a return. So your money is basically essentially working for you, which is great. Or precious metals and then save that under well, your couch. Then, well, then that's a, a physical asset where you're hedging... Uh, hedging um, the volatility of whether it be the economy or the stock market. And again, I mean, everybody has their, their, um, that, 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 I guess you can say their likes and dislikes of what they do with their money to try to hedge. And there's a lot of right answers. And uh I mean, again, one person is going to think different from another person. There's people that are, you know, gold bugs and they'll say, you know, if you're investing in gold and silver, you're, you're hedging and you're doing a great job. Uh, the dollar is going to go to the toilet, and you know the, that fiat currency is going to be obliterated, and we're going to move to precious metals. And then you'll have the other side where they're like, "Nope, no, no, no. Uh, precious metals are 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 archaic, Part of the past, yeah, yeah, archaic, and they have no purpose uh, in our futuristic type of lifestyle." And they'll you know go for cryptocurrency instead. Right. They'll, they'll lean towards more of a cryptocurrency um, assets or not assets, but cryptocurrencies as the way to hedge uh, volatility in, in, in stock market yeah. or a, a falling or decreasing economy. Yeah. And uh, to their how point, the world is right now, both of them have a point. Right. I, the point of or the situation at hand is that economically speaking, no one in the world right now is doing really well. The benefit uh, for America, and I think we've spoken about this in, on another podcast, is that the US dollar is the world reserve currency. It's the standard. So when people pay or pe- pe- people sell or buy, uh, they use dollars for that in, um, interaction. Yes. So what we see more than anything else is that because it's it's run uh, by the U.S. currency or the dollar, where we're basically, uh, we're hopeful, I guess you can say. Fingers crossed. Yeah, that, that people are going to still have faith in that dollar and whatever uh, happens, happens in the world and hopefully we get out of this rut and this economic downfall and the world goes back into, you know, into regular motion where you know the coronavirus is actually dealt with in some way shape or form and people can get on with their lives and the economy can start bouncing back again it this is just our our opinions and observations right 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 collect collection we by no means are we economic you know experts experts we're you know please but these are in, in not intuitive these are these are tips that you can, or observations that we're making. There we go, observations. And you could definitely run this by your uh, financial advisor, your fiduciary, the people that run your- Look at the day there. <laughs> people that run um, the actual money for your accounts. Uh, me personally, and you know, you can do whatever you want. Again, we're not a f- financial experts. Uh, 
this re- this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and please advise your financial advisor uh this is our disclaimer just in case don't sue me bro <laughs> basically yeah um so but me personally what i do uh, is i have my money scattered uh throughout different accounts uh i do have high yield savings accounts i do have checkings accounts i do have um physical assets that you know if need be i will sell and i can sell for profit in order for me to have money you know liquid or be you know basically uh yeah you you said it right yeah the first time so so i can actually have cash on hand with whatever life throws at you you have a specific safety net and yeah it's basically a buffer i I would call it a buffer for me personally that's what i like to do um and that's a peace of mind that everyone i feel like everyone that knowledge that we should pass on to as many people as we can yeah no definitely and if there's something i I can instill or or share with you guys and again uh, this is something that i share with you not for you to actually do but meditate on think about it and you know definitely choose your options carefully is learn how to be more strategic with your finances learn how to basically uh run your own personal finance in such a way where you're not only spending but saving and saving with purpose you might want to buy a business or start a business at some point maybe you want to invest in the stock market maybe you want to buy an asset that's going to produce money for you an example could be just buying example, a phone a phone you can invest through that or you can run it as your point of sales like a just an example right. would be the phone that we can a small example well my example would be more along the lines like a house a piece of property okay where you can actually see or rent it out and see it make, produce money for you so the initial investment is already made mhm say you have a piece of property with a house and you want to rent it out to people obviously real estate yep and that's another right you can right you can right right right. and you can rent the space out and collect the rent that's proactively doing anything you're just renting it out you're making essentially your money work for you and that's something that um i'm working towards where my money is actually working for me and i can live off the the dividends or i can live off that interest that people are paying me and uh again not everybody trusts the the banking system which is why i have uh different accounts which the reason why i have physical assets that i can sell whenever need be um just hedging myself or hedging uh what could happen if you know anything that can go wrong will go wrong yeah unfortunately so murphy's law murphy's law right so that's the way i like to look at things and the way i try to work my financials and trying to be very very careful with my with my money and try to make the money i do have work for me in such a way that i can actually live comfortably and that's the goal uh and again, that's something I want to share with you guys. Uh, again, we're not financial advisors. This is something, you know. Just uh, us passing our knowledge. Right. Our and just sharing our experiences. Yeah. 
and observations that we have. And um, us trying to digest what we've seen in the world may that be through the internet news, right, right, or right, like right. That, with how it influences our life, thus the life part. And then being techie with the podcast, all the other <laughs> stuff. I'm just right. trying to push the brand. No, yeah, no, and and definitely. I mean, you can definitely use your phone and get a an, a broker job. Uh, again, Acorns, uh, Weeble, I, yep, yep, uh, M1 Finance. Uh, I also have uh, what's it called? The Marcus by Goldman Sachs or the Robin Hood. I don't use a Robin Hood, but that's an app. That's oh yeah, I mean, again, I don't use it, but yeah, you can definitely. There's if there's a, I don't want to say if there's a will, but or should I? Is there if there's a will, there's a way. Um, I think more so that you have options. There's options. Yeah, weigh out your options, see what works for you best. True, true, true. You got a point. Do your do your due diligence. Do your homework. Read about it. See what other people have to say, and then make a a decision based on that uh, research that you've done to see if it's something that will be beneficial for you. If not, then don't worry about it. Use a different application. I oh. another one I have is the Charles Schwab's um, yeah, high yeah. yield uh, high yield checkings account, which is great for people. Again, no one's traveling right now, but when traveling becomes you know a little bit more uh accessible i do like the the charles schwab's high yield uh savings account because you can actually go uh, to a, another country and use your debit card to take out money in that country's uh denomination or currency at oh. a at a at a great rate at a correct rate uh, another thing that i also wanted to impart like as a general a ca- not a catch-all just a general like um uh, and then not an analogy. No, I feel like it's an analogy or a general something that encompasses most of or a lot that what Alan just said is that do your research and don't be afraid to take the step because failure, even though we won't, don't want it, is going to be an option. Just don't be afraid to fail. And, and you'll, you'll, you'll only get more knowledge. You'll lose, but we're trying to help as much as we can through our own experiences. So maybe. We can um, invest, uh, help in our investment in in our research or our thing experiences in life can be imparted to all our listeners here, and hopefully all our listeners can also you know send us messages and comments via all our our options. I'm just being a a marketing <laughs> person here, but still, I feel right. like all of this has uh is very intertwined. Like uh, Mr. Popo says, you know. How does Mr. Pobo, what does Mr. Pobo say? I don't know. Would you like to share that with us, Mr. Marcos? Uh, give us All a quick these second. squares make a circle. All these squares make a circle. <laughs> yeah, you know. I'm, I, Wise I, words, I, Mr. Popo. Thank I like you. to meme a lot, but you know, I feel like that <laughs> that is a, 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 good, a good saying. Yeah, again, I, I, I mean, like to your point, Marcos, it, it's really... Uh, I think a great idea for us to do our due diligence, do our research, do our homework, and figure out how we can be profitable and have our money work for us. I think it's beneficial beneficial for every individual to figure out how to be financially free. Because, I mean, for a lot of people, working a nine-to-five not only is it horrible for some people, they they just literally don't want to do it. And if 
if you were to um, I guess you can say in the situation we find ourselves uh, during this COVID uh, 2020 situation, um, there's a, there's a, I guess, a legitimate reason. Well, maybe not legitimate, but there's a reason why people don't want to go back to work, even if they had the option to go back. There's another incentive out there. You're getting paid by the government a substantial amount of money. Well, before when, um, when they had, uh, uh, an addition to your unemployment, you had another $600 that you were collecting on top of your your unemployment, which basically incentivized you to not go to work. I mean, you're getting more money staying at home doing nothing. And being safe. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, being safe because no one knew the outcome or how uh, dreadful the, the virus is. Hi there, Marcos here. This is the end of part one. Part two will be out next time. Stay tuned. Talk to you soon. Hi there. Thank you for tuning in to the LTS podcast. All the notes and more can be found in the description. By the way, we have a social media page where content is posted regularly. Feel free to reach out at, at us through there or via email. Both are found in the description. When you support the show, we have a merch store where you can buy an item that you like. If buying merch is not your thing and you just want to support the show directly, we also have links to those too, if you'd like. Thank you. Also. Every comment is really appreciated. Credits in the description as well. Peace.